Fearful. 
personified annihilation eva like lokana of all the planets yugaanta of the end of the millennium samaye at the time yatha just as translation thereafter from the sudden side of the sacrificial fire known as anvaharya came a fearful personality who looked like the destroyer of the entire creation at the end of the millennium because there are no purpose to read a few more verses verse number 30 to 17 like arrows released in four directions the demon's body grew day after day tall and blackish he appeared like a burnt hill and was as lustrous as the bright array of clouds in the evening the hair on the demon's body and his beard and mustache were the color of melted copper and his eyes were piercing like the midday sun he appeared unconquerable as if holding the three worlds on the points of his blazing trident trident dancing and shouting with a loud voice he made the entire surface of the earth tremble as if from an earthquake as he yawned again and again he seemed to be trying to swallow the whole sky with his mouth which was as deep as a cave he seemed to be licking up all the stars in the sky with his tongue and eating the entire universe with his long sharp teeth seeing this gigantic demon everyone in great fear ran here and there in all directions that a very that very fearful demon who was actually the son of vashta covered all the planetary systems by dint of austerity therefore he was named vritra or one who covers everything purport in the vedas it is said sahimar lokan agrano tadavrat tad vritrasya vritra vritratvam because the demon covered all the planetary systems his name was vritrasya 19 the demigods headed by indra charged the demon with their soldiers striking him with their own transcendental bows bows and arrows and other weapons but vritrasura swallowed all their weapons stuck with wonder 20 stuck with wonder the disappointment upon seeing the strength of the demon the demigods lost their own strength therefore they all met they met together to try to please the super soul the supreme personality of god had narayana by worshiping him 21 the demigods said the three worlds are created by the five elements namely ether air fire water and earth which are controlled by various demigods beginning from lord brahma being very much afraid that the time factor will end our existence we offer presentations unto time by performing our work as time dictates the time factor himself however is afraid of the supreme personality of god therefore let us now worship the supreme lord who alone can give us full protection purport when one is afraid of being killed one must take shelter of the supreme personality of godhead he is worshiped by all the demigods beginning from brahma although they are in charge of various elements of this material world the words vihati asma indicate that all demons regardless of how great and powerful fear the supreme personality of godhead 
the demigods being afraid of death took shelter of the Lord and offered him these prayers. Although the time factor is fearful to everyone, fear personified is afraid of the Supreme Lord, who is therefore known as Abhaya, fearless. Taking shelter of the Supreme Lord brings actual fearlessness and therefore the demigods decided to take shelter of the Lord. Oma Jnana Dimirandhasya Jnana Anjana Shalakaya Chakshuram Milikam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manokhishtam Asthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Padamahiyam Dadapitswa Padamikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padakama Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatanvitam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakham Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Yam Pravrajantam Vaipayana viraha kātara ājuhāvā Putreti tanmaya tayātara vobhinedu Stham sarva bhūta hridayam munimāna tosmi Hare Krishna, welcome all of you for today's Grandharāj Srimad Bhagavatam's discussion. A very interesting chapter and a very interesting section of the Bhagavatam is going on. Uh, the appearance of the demon, devotee demon, Vritrasara. It's a very interesting chapter. Actually, when we read this chapter, uh, you know, when you watch horror, horror movies and horror serials, viewer discretion is required, they say, you see. So, to read this chapter, you need to have viewer's, viewer's discretion, because uh, just a few verses before we saw, what did Indra do? He chopped off the heads, heads of uh, Tvashta's sons. Is it not? 
what was his name vishwarupa hmm? so he had three three heads uh, so he chopped off the heads so sometimes bhagavatam surprises with these uh, episodes and sometimes when we read even uh, readers description is required uh, so we have to understand shrimad bhagavatam uh, is in one sense a very simple literature but at the same time it's a very complex literature for that case any purana and it is not such gross uh, when we see the heads of vishwarupa being chopped off we have to understand that the devatas don't have a gross body like us they don't have a body like us which has a head which is made of uh, vertebral column and and you have uh, the nerves connecting they don't have a body like us at all they have a sukshma sharira so chopping of the head means uh, it has to be taken only notionally not literally and we see time and again we see the brahma kapala episode where uh, lord shiva chops off the fifth head of brahma ji uh, we also see shiva chopping off the head of uh, daksha prajapati so these pastimes are not the gory pastimes that we the gory details that we see in today's uh, so called terrorist activities or the head search job it's not like that so we have to be careful when we read bhagavatam now in this section what has happened the birth of dhritarashtra is discussed here um, what's interesting is uh, just to understand a few verses before there was twashta who got angry why did he get angry because indradev killed his son and why did indradev kill his son vishwarupa because vishwarupa was cheating is it not he was cheating or not yes. he was cheating now imagine you are calling a pujari to your house and you have asked to do a satyanarayana katha for the wedding of your family or let's say you have called to get your daughter or son getting wedded he comes but he is reading mantras for getting his daughter also get wedded you see he is using your platform to do something else so obviously the owner gets angry isn't it so that's what happened to indradev and he said this is not right you are cheating in fact just to understand the yagna when 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 the yagna is done devatas thrive on the ajya ajya means the ghee that is poured in the oblations ajya meva tushti so they get tushti they get uh, strength by the ajya that is poured but the same strength can also be given to the demons if if the conscious so it is not the activity itself it is the consciousness so ashtava was offering it to the devatas and was also offering it to the demons so as a result of that the demons also were getting strengthened up so that's why indra said you are actually strengthening up the demons which is not right and you are doing uh, you are cheating so because of this twashta became angry so so he had to then he decided to beget another son another son who can kill indra so the intention of twashta you have to understand uh, this, so this section this we read now can uh, many many lessons can be taken out from the section um, twashta's intention was to give birth to a child who can kill indra or who can revenge the son the killing of the of the son indra so the intention itself is wrong in the first place the intention is anger and hatred you see he wanted to have a son in the mood of anger and hatred and we will see what happens but the lord's inconceivable plan is happening here again so he wanted a demon who can kill indra but at the same time what has happened just a few uh, eons ago chitraketu gets cursed by who by parvati devi and you we know we know the episode we will read that episode ahead of how chitraketu was 
jokingly commenting with Lord Shiva because they both are friends. So they were on an equal platform in one sense. But Padavati uh, Devi misunderstands it. If we see the whole episode, Tvashta getting angry, Parvati Devi cursing, Lord Shiva smiling, it looks like the Lord's arrangement is very, very nice. And most of the people, many times when we say, I am speaking, I am thinking, it is actually the Lord making us speak. It is actually the, our uh, Lord making us think. So it's actually the Shakti of the Lord which is playing out and plus our conditioning. You see, Lord's desire is there, but we have a filter of condition there and it gets filtered through the conditioning chambers, you see. So in the same way, this was happening to Parvati Devi and Shiva and Chitraketu got cursed. So Parvati Devi says, Oh, Brahmaji did not get and uh, did not find fault with us and Parvati Devi was sitting on the lap of Lord Shiva. So, uh, Chitraketu says, uh, how wonderful it is that Lord Shiva, who is so in Vairagya, he sits like this in front of the sages. So, how wonderful you, Shiva's pastimes are. But Parvati Devi takes it as a different way. She, she says, Oh, he is finding fault with you, my dear Lord, and with us. Brahmaji, Narada Muni, and the sages who are sitting ahead haven't found fault. But this guy thinks he's senior to you. So, he's finding fault. So, see, many a times when something is said, it depends on the consciousness of the person who is hearing it. It is not what has been said. They say in English, uh, uh, my, my words in your mouth, something like that. So it is not, sorry? Don't put words in. Don't put your words into my mouth, you see. So in the same way, Parvati Devi misunderstood Chitraketu. But she is also known as what? She is also known as Mangala Gauri. So Parvati Devi can never be inauspicious. So this is always we see, devotees can never be inauspicious, especially exalted devotees like Lord Shiva, Goddess Parvati and all. So when, when they get some uh, doubts, whatever they speak will always be auspicious. So in this case, what has happened? Chitraketu said something, but by then Chitraketu was a pure devotee of the Lord. And of course, the Lord had to make an arrangement for him to get back home back to Godhead. But probably there was some residual karma left. So the Lord was, you know, Lord's plan is perfect. So he says, okay, now I will instigate Parvati Devi to misunderstand. And Lord Shiva knew all of this. So, you know, he's always Mandasmita. He just smiles. Lord Shiva just smiles, whatever you say. And then Parvati Devi, after she curses Chitraketu to become a demon, then actually Lord Shiva uh, chastises Parvati Devi to say, this is not right what you did. Uh, although Lord Shiva knew his Trikalagnani. He knew that the, the demon's birth was actually an auspicious birth in one sense. So, um, here we see speaking also is a function which the Lord governs. Tvashta wanted to pray and invoke a son who can kill Indra, but without his knowledge he has invoked an enemy of Indra, or, or in Indra being an enemy, so reverse of, has happened. So, instead of he being the enemy of Indra, Indra is the enemy of his son. So, therefore, which has rendered the demon in one sense to be, will be destroyed. So, without his knowledge this happened. Same happened with Hiranyakashipu when he asked for the boons. So he, he made all the calculations. So the lesson we take is no matter what our material calculations are, the Lord's plan is the ultimate. Hmm? Uh, what is that in Hindi movies they say? Wahi hota hai jo. So uh, whatever the Lord desires, thou uh, desire shall be fulfilled. You see, in uh, Bible also we say. Huh? Yeah. So, 
Why? Because uh, Indra got chased by the sin of killing. First thing. Second thing? Correct. So, what is apparently winning might not be winning. That we have to understand. Many a times in the material world, we might win certain situations, but this winning might be actually our loss. So, in this case, when the, the Lord arranged the battle between Vritrasura and Indra, we will see how the Devadas have started praying. And it will also link to a beautiful day. Today is a very auspicious day because today is the disappearance day of Ramananda Rai. So, we will see how this uh, pans out of why they are praying and how it is connected. So, the Lord has made an arrangement in which the Lord is fulfilling the desires of the Devatas and giving Vritrasura what he deserved. You see, he did not desire liberation, but he got liberation. But the Devatas got back their kingdom. You see, despite, apparently we see Vritrasura losing to Indradev. But we will see, Vritrasura was not fearful of that at all. So it's quite a beautiful picture that uh, Shukadeva Goswami is painting in front of uh, Parishit Maharaj. So here, Indra was given what he was desired and the devotee was given what he deserved. Actually, both are devotees. Both are devotees. But what's the difference? One is a Sakama devotee and other is a Nishkama devotee. One has desires, material desires. Indradev and his followers have material desires. So therefore they'll get. But the other one is Nishkama. So he will get the ultimate. Just finish off your activities in this world and get out of this material world. So that is why the Lord's plan and activities are very bewildering for the mundaners. Um, now, another lesson also we learn is the consciousness of the parent during the time of conception. The gory body that Vritrasura had actually has to do with the mood and consciousness of his father, Pashta. He wanted a demon to take off. <laughs> Therefore, his son got that huge demoniac body, you see. So there's another lesson that especially parents when they are, when, when we have uh, conception, when we go through the conception, the consciousness is very important and therefore the importance of Garbhadana Samskaram and uh, the importance of the consciousness of the parents at the time of conception becomes very critical. Otherwise, uh, we can end up um, copper colored beard and moustache. So, um, although by nature he was a devotee, so the Lord had an arrangement. <coughs> Now, fear, we, we saw when the Devatas saw the, uh, the demoniac form of Vritrasura, they were afraid. They were afraid that all their activities are going to end. In fact, Devatas are very powerful entities. In fact, Devatas, many Devatas are omnipresence. You know, they also have, they also exhibit the omnipresence to a certain extent, to a certain degree. For example, if you see, uh, Yamaraj or the sun and the moon they all witness our activities what does it mean they witness so they are aware of what we are doing at every point in time so they keep a law book of what we do same as with uh, Yamaraj Yamaraj can also be in two three places at the same time what is the example Dharmaraj can be in three places at the same time at least from Dwapar Yuga at least we learn that Vidura Vidura and Dharmaraj Yamaraj being in the Yamaraj 
So all the beings of powerful personalities, they are gripped by fear. So that means fear is a symptom of this material existence. In fact, <clears throat> there is a very famous, uh, famous uh, Subhashita, which uh, our famous SSR teacher, Radhavopinath Prabhu quotes in his SSR lectures. And this quote the verse, Bhoge Robhyam Kule Chuti Bhayam Vitte Nirpalad Bhayam Mane Dainya Bhayam Bale Ripu Bhayam Trinaya Bhayam Shastre Dainya Bhayam Gune Kala Bhayam Kaye Kritanad Bhayam Sarvam Vastu Bhayam Vitam Bhuvindranam Vairagyam Eva Abhayam. Just uh, understand this verse a little bit. Bhoge Roga Bhayam means, bhoge means people who are indulging in sense gratification. People who are very interested in too much of sense gratification, what are they afraid of? Roga bhaya, disease, disease will come up. Someone who is too addicted to sweets, he is always afraid. I should be careful because I might get diabetes. So people indulging in sense pleasures are always afraid of contracting diseases. And then, the next one is kule chuti bhaya. People belonging to a prominent dynasty are afraid of losing their status. Uh, status symbol. We have we have the queens and uh, kings who, who feel very afraid of losing their uh, status. And then, Vitte Nirpalabhayam. Vitte means rich people. Rich people are afraid of being taxed by the king. We see always, lot of rich people only do tax avoidance. <laughs> People who are less than, you know, 60-70k, they are not worried about tax too much. So people who have too much money only, they will say, how can I avoid tax? Because I have too much, so I have to avoid them. So, uh, this is a Shribhashita being written, I don't know, 5,000, 6,000 years ago. And, uh, very nicely they have depicted what is the state. And therefore, they will do all dealings in cash. Uh, they will not take it in account-to-account uh, -account transactions, so they will not pay taxes, you see. Uh, the more people learn, the more headache it is. How to save the money, how to save from taxes. Mane dainya bhayam, bale ripu bhayam. Similarly, honorable persons are afraid of being poor. Mane, one who is very respectful, they will think how, if people will not respect me. And powerful people are always afraid of their ripu. Ripu is bhaya, enemies. Powerful people are always afraid that I might be attacked by an enemy, I might be killed by an enemy, I might be defeated by an enemy. And in this case, we see this example. Riku means the devatas are afraid of, of the demons. Like this, uh, young people are afraid of losing their duty. Huh? That therefore, uh, the cosmetic markets target the young people more. And learned people are afraid of arguments about their disciplines of learning. Learned people. What suppose if somebody defeats me? Keshav Kashmiri VC got defeated by Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Virtuous people are afraid of wicked persons and human body is afraid of death. In fact, everything in this world is linked one way or the other with fear. So everything in this world is, uh, is colored with fear. No matter what living entity. We see, I mean, Apart from human form of life, there are so many living entities always in a constant state of fear. But at least in the human form of life is the only way where one can at least attempt to transcend this fear, this state of uh, being called fear, fearfulness. One can transcend. And in this verse, Vairagyam, 
eva abhayam matlab only vairagyam or detachment can give us uh, fearlessness detachment from what detachment from matter so fear is a symptom of this material world so what is the solution then in fact the only remedy is what the devatas are doing right now so the 21st verse which we read was the remedy so they said they have now approached the supreme personality of godhead and they have now approached pray to him to save them from this uh, destruction of the demon is it good or not good to pray to the lord like this like the devatas Correct. It can be good. It is good. It is good. Akama sarvakama va moksha kama udarati. Tibrena bhakti yoga na yajje taparam purusham taparam. So whether one has desires or no desires, they have to go to the supreme law, and that's what the devotees, the devatas, do it. So uh, we see the first canto, the first uh, verse, the series of Nayi Sharanya. Apanna samshritim khoran yanna mabish. विभशो गृणान्तत्सत्यो विमुच्येत यद्धिबेति स्वयं भयम् सो द सेजेस आर सेइंग देयर इज ओनली वन वे बाय व्हिच फियर कैन बी ट्रांसेंडेड द ओनली वे इज टू प्रे यन्नाम विभशो गृणन बाय चैंटिंग योर होली नेम ओनली देन वन कैन ट्रांसेंड द फियर फियर ऑफ फियर स्वयं भयम हिबेति the fear is afraid the personification of fear is afraid of by what by krishna by the names of krishna so therefore the devatas pray like this so that is the only remedy uh, and then again in the 12th canto markanda rishi prays nanyam tavangri upanayat apavarga murte kshemam janasya parito bhiya isha vidmah brahma bhivedi alamato dhitaradha dishnah कालस्यते ियलिटीजीटेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडीजेडी
वेद्यम वास्तवत्र वस्तु शिवदम तापत्रयोन मूलना द आइडिया इज प्रेयर्स आर नॉट रॉन्ग बट द इंटेंट सो दैट इज व्हाई यस्टरडे प्रभु आल्सो वाज एक्सप्लेनिंग श्री कृष्ण प्रभु वाज एक्सप्लेनिंग इट इज नॉट द एक्टिविटी दैट वी डू दैट इज इंपॉर्टेंट बट द कॉन्शियसनेस विद व्हिच वी डू द एक्टिविटी इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट सो हियर द देवतास आर प्रेइंग टू प्रोटेक्शन फॉर प्रोटेक्शन ऑफ व्हाट फॉर देयर paraphernalia basically their life their their belongings and their position as devatas so although the prayers are glorious it is still a catch the catch is the intent for them to recite happily in this material world so therefore when we approach the lord when we ask him for material benedictions it is still called as sakama devotion it is karma mishra bhakti so therefore uh, i will summarize and then i'll move on to uh, a very interesting section in the chaitanya charitamrita we will just uh, uh, recollect it is also famously called as ramananda ramananda raya chaitanya sambhad this section of uh, bhagavatam is dealing with the appearance of vritrasna and now the devatas have approached and the lord gives them a solution also how to finish off vritrasura by the nichi and his bones and how a weapon has to be created for the devatas now amongst all of this we also see that the prayers of the devatas the exalted uh, nature of the devatas that they have to approach the lord when when they are in distress which is what they teach us that that's the lesson we have to learn but to take it to another level we also have to learn that how long we are going to pray like this how long are we going to pray for material benedictions so when is that point when we come to the point that lord i do not want anything except your service when do we come to that stage of shuddha bhakti and that is what the lord actually discusses with ramananda rai shri ramananda rai so in this uh, ramananda rai sambhad um and i am doing this just for my own purification so that when we recollect these past times um, uh, at least my consciousness gets gets purified and at least i hope to come to that point where i come to the lord and not asking medical benediction anymore so uh, there was a time when lord chaitanya mahaprabhu started touring uh, the whole of bharata and he he tells to his uh, mother that i want to go in search of his brother what is his brother's name राधारानी so the lord naturally wanted to meet vishakasaki and that was the intent and he had already inspired sarvabhoom bhattacharya to mention about ramananda rai when he left puri so sarvabhoom bhattacharya would have mentioned to chaitanya mahaprabhu that when you are passing by the river godavari do not forget to meet ramananda rai who is an exalted personality although he doesn't look like one so chaitanya mahaprabhu keeps touring and he reaches the place uh, he tours a place uh, near simhachal you know vishakhapatnam there is a place called simhachal there is a narsinga temple and from there he moves down further south towards the river of godavari and near this river lord uh, chaitanya or uh, gauranga mahaprabhu stays there and uh, 
take some uh, rest in Vishram. Right then, there is a uh, convoy of government servants who come, and this is Mr. Uh, Ravananda Rai. Rai means uh, he's, a, he's a governor of Madras constituency. So, Madras was not the Madras that we see today, so it was almost spread to Vishakhapatnam, almost it was a whole area of the South India province. He was, a, he was a Kshatriya by nature and he was uh, reporting to King Prataparudra. So he comes with his convoy and, and takes a bath in the river and offers oblation. And he always is accompanied by Vedic Brahmanas. As Kesho Prabhu was saying, taking bath doesn't mean just taking three dips in the river. Taking bath means it entails so many details. It entails offering oblations to Surya Deva, to the uh, forefathers. Uh, offering obeisances to Surya Deva and the planetary systems and, and the Devadas and so on and so forth. So there's, there's a detailed activity that happens. It is just not cleaning the body. <laughs> Bathing means cleaning the body, that's what we think. But in the Vedic parlance, it's not cleaning the body, it is paying obeisances and expressing gratitude while cleansing the body. Um, and that is why it is prescribed to take bath in a river or sea or in a body of water that is always exposed to the sun. That was the, that is the prescription given in the Shastras. How to take a bath means you have to take a dip in water that is exposed to the sun in daytime. The reason is the sun empowers the water body, whichever body it is, it's a lake or a river or a sea which is exposed to the sun. The energy of the sun is invested in the water and when people come and take a dip, some of the energy is given to them and some, some things get, the consciousness gets purified. There's a, there's a system involved. It's not that we stand under a shower and the shower comes out uh, and we take the chlorine, chlorine uh, mixed water. Chlorine and chloride mixed water in the houses these days. See, uh, so there's an understanding of how one has to take a bath. So Ramananda Rai was taking uh, his uh, daily prayers and he was taking his bath. And then he, his eyes falls upon Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Within a moment he realizes that this is the Supreme Lord. And he goes and faces prostrated obeisances. He falls on like a stick in front of the Lord. And he introduces himself. In fact the Lord asks, Oh, are you Ramananda In fact the Lord knows. But he says, are you Ramananda The governor of Punjab. Punjab. I keep speaking to a lot of Punjabi devotees. Governor of <laughs> So, uh, and Ramananda Raya says, Yes, my dear Lord, I am that wretched servant, Ra Ramananda Raya, uh, and I pay my prostrated obeisances to you, and I am so fortunate to have your audience, to have your version. And then, uh, <clears throat> Gauranga Mahaprabhu has, expresses his intense desire to embrace Ramananda Raya. So, and they do so. They embrace, and when they embrace, the feelings that flow through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Radha and Krishna combined, and the feelings and the emotions that Ramananda Rai expresses, that she is Vishaka Devi, and she is serving Radha and Krishna together. So that is what the feeling, uh, exchanges of emotions is happening when they are embracing. So in that embrace, they become so ecstatic, they both become unconscious. Now while this is happening, the Brahmanas, especially the caste Brahmanas, are confused. So their eyes are always looking at Suchi Muchi in calculations of Varnashrama. Sanyasi, Shudra, embracing. Sanyasi becomes unconscious, Shudra becomes unconscious. 
what's happening. So, uh, so they will have now medical calculations. Sanyasi should not, should not, you know, first of all, sanyasis actually don't even pay obeisances to anyone. The, a sanyasi is ordained to pay obeisances only to three people. Who are they? Spiritual master. Spiritual master, mother, and the Lord. Yeah, only to three. They don't have, uh, or to another sanyasi. To another sanyasi, yeah. But other than that, they, they are not obliged to pay obeisances to anyone else. According to the Varnashrama Achara. But here is a sanyasi who is hugging and embracing uh, and expressing, uh, you know, ecstatic emotions. Because the caste brahmanas, uh, you know, sometimes a computer, when they have some logic that runs bad, then computer becomes in some smoke, starts emanating, so the brahmanas were bewildered. So they couldn't understand. So immediately, Saitanya Mahaprabhu and Brahmananda understood that they should not display these emotions in front of the naive uh, uh, public, especially the caste brahmanas. So we have to, so this is why Yadyat Acharati Shreshta. It's not that the brahmanas are wrong, it's just that their maturity level is not to that level where they can understand the ecstasy of the Lord. So therefore, they uh, withheld their emotions and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, they, they agreed to meet in the evening uh, alone to discuss. Um, so then Ramananda Rai comes back, Rai comes back with uh, very plain clothes, clothes and then he pays his obeisance again to, again to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and they start a wonderful discussion which is called as Ramananda Rai and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampada. And in fact, the pastime is so nice, the 8th uh, chapter of the Madhya Lila uh, goes in detail about this. Uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there is a beautiful verse which the Acharyas have said, I don't know if the verse is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's a metaphorical verse in which it says, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is like an ocean of love, love of Godhead. From that ocean, you know what happens? Cloud gets created. How does the cloud get created? Cloud gets created with pure water of the ocean. The salt gets uh, removed and then water evaporates and the cloud gets created. So Ramananda Rai is like a cloud. Huh? It's just like a tiny cloud which has come out of the same ocean, like love of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Huh? And now, in this discussion, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is asking questions to Ramananda Rai, Ramananda Rai is answering the questions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Apparently, it is one may think that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is seeking answers, but it is not seeking answers. It is just that the cloud is pouring back the same water from where the water had evaporated. So, it is pouring back the same water into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But when that exchange is happening, it seems as if when the answers of Ramandarai is going into the ears of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, it is said when, uh, it, when the rain falls from the cloud, the Shastras say, when the rain falls from the cloud on the on a specific nakshatra, I don't know if it is Jeshtha or some other nakshatra, the, the pearls get formed in the ocean. Uh, precious pearls begin to form uh, on a specific. So this is a science of astronomy and astrology in, in Vedic science. So in the same way, when Ramananda Rai was speaking, it seemed as if the pearls were blossoming in the hearts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So it was all. So this there is a beautiful verse which I which I haven't um, which I don't remember and haven't brought it in my notes. But uh, there is a metaphorical understanding of how they depicted this sambar, and it's a very very beautiful sambar. And the reason is this sambar is very important to understand the tattva of Saitanya Mahaprabhu and the mood of our mission. Actually, in fact, the first question. Uh, 
that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks is, Hey Ramananda Raya, can you please tell me what is sadhya and sadhana? What is sadhya means what? What is sadhya? Sadhya is a goal of life. What is the goal of life? And what is sadhana? What is the means to achieve that goal? This is the first question that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks. Now we have to understand that this question is not for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to know the answer. And this question is not that Ramananda Prabhu is being interviewed. It is just a loving exchange that is taking place between two devotees. And this is what happens when two devotees meet. Not that dharme kya pakra, what is cooking in the house, parake or gulab jamun. So these discussions don't happen among devotees. But this is what, so this is another example of what devotees do when they meet. So, to this, Ramanandaraya answers, Varnashramachara Vata Purushena Parakuman Vishnu Raradhyate Pantha Namya Tattosha Karana. He says, the sadhya is to Haritoshana, to please the Lord. That is the sadhya. And sadhana is Varnashrama. Varnashramachara, Varnashramachara Vata. One has to follow the Varnashrama. This is the sadhana. And the goal of life is to please hurry by following Varnashrama system. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I understand your answer from an external perspective that it is a, Varnashrama is required for a social organization to organize the society, but it is external only. It doesn't talk about the nature of a jiva, Brahmana. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra is an external classification. Huh? Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Sanyasi and Vanaprastha are an external classification. But it doesn't talk about the intrinsic nature of the Jiva. So, in one sense, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expresses that, I understand this is a platform, but this cannot be the goal. This cannot, Haritoshanam is fine. But, Haritoshanam for what? Because predominantly Varnashrama talks about the four human ends. What is that? Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. Varnashrama has to be followed for either religious principles or for financial uh, gains or for uh, desires to be fulfilled or for liberation ultimately. But all of these four have an intrinsic problem in them. What is that? It has a selfish desire. Where it is still the Jiva is desiring it. There is no Krishna in the picture. So therefore, in that sense, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, it is not, you have not gone deeper enough. Can you go a little deeper? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is inspiring Ramananda Rai to go a little deeper. Go a little deeper. Like that, he asks many questions. So like that, he goes to many, many verses. And then he goes to a level to say, the highest wealth is actually the love between Radha and Krishna. And one who attains this love of Radha Krishna, which is what our Gaudiya Sampradaya is. What is the ultimate goal of our process of bhakti? To attain? Krishna Prem. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give us this. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate. So this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to elicit from Ramananda. So in that, gradually he, he steps up. But in these discussions, we have to understand these questions and answers very carefully that not to reject Varnashrama at the same time. That is why Prabhupada established farms and communities around. Because Varnashrama should not be rejected. 
immature re rejection of varnashrama can lead to disastrous society and very there is a very thin line between varna rejecting varnashrama and sahajism very thin line so therefore varnashrama is imperative that is why we see ramananda raya although being a very exalted personality externally he was following his varnashrama as a governor uh, offering oblations in the water see all this is and what to talk of ramananda raya what was chaitanya mahaprabhu wearing he is very saffron he was a sanyasi so he has not rejected varnashrama but just being in varnashrama consciousness is not enough one has to go deeper to the extent of radha and krishna bhakti uh, and, the, and the bhakti of the gopis so like that lot of questions and answers get uh, discussed in this like what is the best education what is the greatest activity for a living entity what is the supreme wealth i'll just read the question and answer but uh, for the benefit of all of us what is the best education uh, ramananda raya says the best education is devotion to krishna that is bhakti to know bhakti bhakti gnana is because gnane prayasa because ramananda raya also rejects knowledge uh, seeking knowledge just for the sake of knowledge you see in fact uh, we are studying in our bhakti vaibhav the third canto kapila deva says even knowledge to know about krishna is inferior can you even understand that knowledge to know krishna also is inferior because there is still me and i want to get that knowledge to know krishna involved so therefore it is not spontaneous kapilamuni says gopis don't want to know about krishna gopis just want to serve krishna we don't we don't know we don't want to know that who krishna is but we just want to love krishna so this is the highest it's quite subtle but it's quite interesting and uh, the third canto uh, kapila deva's instructions this is chapter 28 29 and 30 if you read you come to see uh, kapila deva says this and then chaitanya uh, mahaprabhu says what is the greatest activity for a living entity ramananda raya says jivera swarupa hoy krishna nanitya das and then the last one i'll just cut short the last question what is the question he asks what is the supreme wealth of a jiva what is the wealth what is the most precious wealth one can have krishna yeah the love of radha and krishna this is the supreme wealth so like this there are so many questions that is asked and if, if possible uh, it's a nice uh, somewhat to read today on the display day of uh, the exalted personality ramananda rai with gauranga mahaprabhu and to gradually uh, unveil these question and answers and, uh, and see how it can apply to our own consciousness in our uh, path of bhakti and how we can progress from sadhana to spontaneous devotion Uh, so with this i will uh, just summarize briefly that in the section of bhagavatam appearance of vritrasura has been discussed and uh, it's a, it's an ironical section where vritrasura is a demon but a devotee by nature the lord is partial in one sense he makes the devatas to win but in the sense vritrasura had the bigger you see there was a movie called bazigar one who loses but still wins you know it's a nice word Uh, Urdu word, okay, it's not a Hindi word. I don't know what's the Hindi word for it. Uh, so, uh, and then how it uh, also flows very beautifully to the discussions or the samvad between Ramananda Rai and Gauranga uh, Mahaprabhu, uh, which comes in the eighth chapter of the Mathilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So I'll stop here. Is there any questions, or comments, or corrections? Yes, sure.
question is, uh, we have heard that one should be fearful of this material world, correct? But at the same time one has to be fearless. How do we understand or how do we put these two opposing uh, statements together? It's not confusing at all because fear of material attachment is good. If I'm afraid of material attachment, I'll get attached to it matter, it's good. Fear of this material universe, fear of getting entangled in matter is actually a good fear. We are using, if as long as fear is used as a tool to propel me towards Krishna, that is good fear. But as long as I'm afraid of losing my material attachment, that binds me more. You see, anything can be used in this material world for helping me to progress towards Krishna. Make sense? For example, greed. Is greed good or bad? So greed in itself is not good or bad. But how I apply that greed decides whether greed is good or bad. It makes sense? So that's why I say it's not the activity itself of being fearful that is important, but the intent of that activity, the consciousness. So if I'm afraid that I will fall down in this material universe, that's a good fear to have. Correct? So it's a good fear to have so that I'm always oriented towards Krishna. But at the same time, I should not be fearful that I will lose my material qualifications or material attachments. So I should not be fearful of that. So we should be fearless from that perspective, but we should be fearful from this perspective. So it's, it, it goes hand in hand. Does it answer your question? Yeah, thank you. Okay, we'll stop here. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Kijay Shlakopad Kijay Anantakoti Vaishnava Vrindh Kijay Nalai Gaurav Vimana